0: I'm back at the MH Training for All podcast. This is Andre from Mental Health, and
1: I'm here with...
2: I'm Karen McElwain. I'm a mental health nurse and a CBT therapist in the QZ team.
1: And I'm Neil Palmer. I'm a clinical psychologist in the QZ
0: team as well. Hi, guys. So I I was part of one of the small group sessions, and there were lots of... It was like the crystal maze. There were lots of things floating (laughs) through the air. You were telling us about how you train uh, year three, year four pupils in uh, basic mental health... uh, And I guess it was really interesting to talk about your sort of eight-week program. Just give us an overview of that program and how it works.
2: So it's an eight-week program. It's a universal program going into primary schools, either in year three or year four. So it's around the age of eight. And you go into the whole class of those classes that are in that year group of that uh, school. And what we're doing is promoting mental health and emotional well-being for those children. So we're not targeting individual children. We're not bringing children out of the class that have been identified as having problems. We're going into the whole class on a universal level to speak to the class with their teacher present about how they can look after themselves physically, but also uh, look after their mental health and to keep their brain amazing. So we really go in and we talk to them. We start off by talking about how amazing their brain is and how they can be the best that they can be.
0: And the design of this and the feel of this and the activities. I'll have to tweet some of the pictures because the designs
1: are amazing. How have you kind of put that together? Um, it's not something that I was directly involved with but I think the emphasis has always been to kind of have something that's really visually interesting and we, we encourage lots of different games and, and activities really to, to reinforce the messages. So when you came over, we were doing an activity where we were catching thoughts, weren't we? So we've, we've created this thought machine that fires out a mixture of helpful and unhelpful thoughts um, which the, the kids catch in a net and then they have to sort them between um, they put they throw away the unhelpful ones into a little bucket and then they keep the helpful ones. So I suppose that was an example of kind of how we want to make it fun, interactive, and you know it helps the kids remember what we've covered really.
0: I caught loads in my pink net but they were all negative (laughs) thoughts, I think that says more about me than you But yes,
2: so um, it's interesting you said about negative thoughts as well because when we um, start to have that conversation in the classroom with children they start saying oh so is it good and bad thoughts or negative thoughts and they're using words like that and we're really saying well in QZ we use the language helpful and unhelpful thoughts because thoughts are just thoughts, it's okay to have thoughts, we don't talk about them as being good or bad um, but they can help us or they can be unhelpful so let's really identify the ones that are unhelpful, that get in the way, that make us not feel so good um, and then um, the opposite of that the helpful ones that keep us going, that give us a boost um, So yeah, and also um, so in the book that you would have seen, so we have our characters so we introduce them right at the beginning, we have our, our friendly monster Ed um, who, he's quite shy he's quite quiet, um, but he's really really good friends with his friend Chloe who's much smaller than him, very different she's a chameleon and the great thing about Chloe is that um, because she's a chameleon she changes colour depending on how she's feeling Um, but we teach the children obviously we don't change colour as dramatically but there are ways that we can spot your cues um, uh, as to how you might be feeling and also how others might be feeling so we really try and teach them uh, how to spot how they might be feeling inside or how they can tell how other people might be feeling Um, and then that leads us to then doing lots of work about thoughts and then behaviour as well so really ideas from Cognitive Behavioural Therapy from CBT.
1: And how does it go down with the kids and the school staff and the parents? It, it goes down really really well we get really good outcomes so, so what we do is we do what we call the quiz which is at the beginning and the end um, and that's a mixture of kind of things that we've devised ourselves and, and just normal outcome measures and then we kind of measure the change from beginning to the end um, and we also get some qualitative feedback as well so you know kids will say examples things could be i've taught my mum uh, you know she was getting angry so i taught her this such and such technique um and another thing that we do is to so we want to kind of pass the message on to home as well so we give parent handouts at the end of every session so this is what we covered today and this is something that we want you to kind of practice in between um so so we want to get the message home as well and and parents give us lots of good feedback as well i mean and and the the teachers as well so um we want the teachers to be there in the class so they're not they're not delivering the program they it's almost like they're one of the children listening um and then <coughs> we want them to be embedding the, the ideas in between the sessions as well. So it's just like a CBT it's CBT principles. It's A lot of the work is done outside of the sessions, and that's where we really need the teachers on board to kind of embed the ideas and, and reinforce what we've, what we've covered.
0: I want it for my year one twins in Bristol. Please come to Bristol. Um, so I guess I'm interested in how it sort of fits into the broader context. So um, Johnny Benjamin, a guy I know for, through Twitter, has, has been campaigning for mental health education for quite some time, let's get it on the syllabus, let's get it into schools and obviously the government have announced fairly recently this drive to bring mental health professionals into schools how do you fit into all of that do you think
2: so there's the drive to have a mental health champion in in every school isn't there and uh, there's currently some sort of mental health first aid training starting to happen in school for teachers Um, and i think this can nicely sit alongside that so the program that we deliver is very much based on cognitive behavioral therapy Um, and so we as uh, professionals we're we're trained in cbt and how to deliver that and we have a background of delivering that to children and young people and to families and when we go into schools te- teachers they don't feel equipped to be able to deliver on that sort of level because they're not trained sort of cbt therapists or clinical psychologists um, so i think it it will f- it will fit with working with if teachers are skilled up to to be able to for example spot signs and have more um information about mental health on a quite a basic level I think we then can come in sort of to deliver something at a bit more of a higher level it's like the next step on and um, whilst supporting the teachers in in perhaps say they have had some first aid mental health training we can then it's kind of like the next level up really and um, teachers the, the feedback they mm-hmm. give us is that they don't feel they wouldn't feel equipped to deliver what we deliver in as much detail they might be able to do a much more sort of Basic scale down mental health promotion delivery to children, but the detail that um, the, the issues that come up as well with the children in the classroom—they don't feel equipped because they're not trained mental health professionals. Um, so I think it's what we deliver, perhaps on, on another level, um, but would fit nicely with potentially working with those mental health champions in school so that maybe they are able to come in on the sessions and then they can then embed the ideas and and maybe with other year groups in the school as well to do a bit more of a basic like QZ.
0: It really fits with the the message I've heard from staff in schools over the last few years at mental health conferences and also the blogs that we've published on school-based mental health you know there's this kind of constant drive to get more mental health support in schools but teachers as you say are pretty overworked already and suffering from mental health problems themselves um, in in many cases so i guess my last question is what you do in terms of safeguarding and safety because i suppose this process often must bring up all sorts
1: of issues in young people so how do you manage that well i mean what what we need to know at the beginning when we go into a school we normally meet with the teacher and or you know some senior member of staff and we find out what their safeguarding policy is, and we make sure we adhere to that. Um, so we're not, we're not going to be there, you know, fixing the problems that come up. Um, but w- what we can support with maybe signposting, making sure that they know the right places to go. Um, if, if something is disclosed to us, then, you know, we'll follow the policy, we'll, we'll speak to the teacher, um, we'll make sure that everybody's aware and the, and the right um, channels are being followed, really.
0: It's really exciting work, very innovative. I loved the, uh, the session earlier, so thanks a lot for chatting with me. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks okay. very much.